0: Hello welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you called in scared to work, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Sunday, November 22nd, 2015 Stranger in a Strange Land edition of the show where we talk about all the dark, scary-skinned people out there who want to move here how to live with your fear. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you this week by the Dark Spot on the Wall. The Dark Spot on the Wall. Is it just shadows? Or is something there? There isn't anything to be casting a shadow. Is something there? The Dark Spot on the Wall wants you to know there is. It is there. It is always there. Watching. Waiting for you to sleep. Turn on the light and we will disappear. But we will always return in the dark for you must sleep. If you would like to sponsor the show, pull the blankets over your head and call for your mom. She'll tell you the right thing to do. Beneath the city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels, unfit for anything human, unauthorized for anything experimental,
1: Hold it! There's something moving up ahead of the tunnel! and unlikely to bring anyone down there. So, they're coming up. Chud.
0: Chud. Check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time and tomorrow the only things living in the city of new york will be chud. chud cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers chud you know how you would lie in bed at night and be convinced there was a monster in the room with you Then you'd scream, cry, urinate, and your mom would have to come in and tell you to shut the hell up and go back to sleep. No? No one? That was just me? I know that makes my mom sounds horrible, but the last time this happened, I was 43, so you can't really blame her. But you know, sometimes things are scary, okay? Right now, a lot of you are lying in bed, staring at the wall, just about to piss it. And for some of you, that's... Actually, getting you a little excited, and hey, whatever your kink is, I'm cool with, just don't expect me to cuddle with you in a piss soaked bed.
1: Ew, seriously? That is so gross.
0: The fear of the unknown, fear of the dark, the fear of fear, it's just all part of being a kid. It's the way our tiny little minds process information without the context of life experience, education, and an experience with reality. Oddly enough, the tiny little minds of many Americans are processing the terrorist attacks of last weekend through the same filters of ignorance, fear, and a deep disassociation with reality. You must be very proud of yourself. Oh, I truly am. As the writers and researchers of the show were Googling on Wednesday, 30 state governors either issued a statement calling on the federal government to slow, pause, or halt, allowing Syrian refugees to enter the United States. Governors from Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Ohio, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Wisconsin, Wyoming, and... New Hampshire. All of these governors, with the exception of one, the governor of New Hampshire, Governor Hassan, were Republicans. Seriously. Governor, Hassan. What? You should be ashamed of yourself. The governors were also joined by well, most of the House of of Representatives and a veto-proof majority of the Senate which passed a bill requiring every Syrian refugee who enters the United States under the refugee program to be personally vouched for by the Director of the FBI and Homeland Security. And as bad as that is, it's nothing compared to the astounding ass-hattery of the Republican and presidential contenders. These guys literally spewed verbal diarrhea from their mouth holes in a race to see who could be the most evil jingoistic, racist corpse fucker in the entire party and they all had a comment on the attacks. Beginning with the giant orange intestinal parasite with a hairpiece, who openly stated he would start closing mosque if he were president and then moved on to registering Muslims and making them care some sort of identification so that they could be tracked in a database. You know... We've all agreed as a people not to invoke Godwin's law in our actual discourse. But come on, when he's actually acting like a Nazi, you're not invoking Godwin's law. He's being a fucking Nazi. Can we just preemptively impeach this human piece of slime and get it over with? Because he's already stated he was going to violate his oath of office. Meanwhile, syphilitic marmoset Rafael Cruz told us that we should allow Syrian refugees into into the country, but only the Christians. Now, he was a little vague on how to determine legitimate Christians from the opportunist fuckwads who can just quote scripture like a used car salesman, all the while doing exactly the opposite of what Jesus would do so they can accomplish their goal of destroying the United States. I'm sure Rafael doesn't know anyone who acts like that. No one. No one at all. Intellectual dust bunny Dr. Ben Carson said that we should do so-and-so and and something about something about people from somewhere that the Chinese did something. But he couldn't be sure yet because advisors hadn't covered that in the meetings and he have not even gone to the meetings anyway. But no matter what, it's Obama and he's doing it wrong. This blathering bit of idiocy gave him a five-point bump in the national polling. Which just goes to show that certain people will vote for anyone so long as they meet a certain basic criteria.
1: He's a family man. He's a Christian. He doesn't believe in abortion. He doesn't believe in homosexuality.
0: Republican Kendall, Marco Rubio, displayed the rhetorical flair that will eventually win him the nomination when he said that we should turn them away. But he smiled and he looked youthful while saying it, so people would think he could never actually really be saying, Hey, fuck those people! He's handsome and youthful. Rubio smiled, ran his hand through his perfect presidential hair, said something in Spanish, then unhinged his jaw and consumed a small dog wearing its harness and all. Republican moderates increased their favorability rating of the candidate by 10%. Oh,
1: where did he go? Has anybody seen my dog? Has anybody seen my dog? gone and left me whoa 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 why do you ever have to go
0: yes ladies and gentlemen i have intimated that marco rubio is a reptiloid because i couldn't really think of anything else and i find it funny the idea of him actually eating a small dog there's this other candidate uh god what is his name i can't i can't really think of who he is i mean he's running for president Jeb. This is embarrassing. What was the guy's name? It's right there on the tip of my tongue. His brother was the fucking president. I can't... What is his name? Dad! (laughs) Wow. It just won't stick in my mind. I'm sure it's going to come to me later on. I'm just going to be lying around after about to pass out. It's going to pop into my man. Anyway, I'm sure whatever it was this guy said, No, seriously, what was this guy's name? Does anybody out there know? Dad! Dad! Oh, whatever. It's not like he's going to be president. Anyway... Let's see, the, let's, uh, Huckabee, the rancid, festering pile of pig feces, showed just what a good American Christian he is when he suggested that we could put all the uh, Syrian refugees in Guantanamo Bay. You know, we could keep them in a camp where they're all concentrated. Chris Christie! Fuck, you know, I could go into what every crusty, unwashed-ass dildo running for the Republican nomination said about the issue, but no one cares, and frankly, neither should you. What all these infected rectal fissures share, along with a profound misunderstanding of geopolitics and rabid xenophobia, is a deep appreciation of how fear affects—that's with an A, not with an E—always learn the difference between affects and effects. Look who knows so much, eh? They just know the influence it has on the voters. And that influence is much the same influence that a strategically placed cucumber affects a, a distracted cat. No, seriously, Google that shit. What the fuck? That is some strange shit. I would try it at home, but my cat is already pissing all over the place anyway, and I don't want to fuck them any more than they already are. Never mind, I went off on a tangent. With voters, however, the green phallic object causes them to leap instantly and reliably to the right and the GOP is busy creeping up on them with a penis-shaped fruit grasped firmly in their sweaty, sweaty palms oh, come on, that that's just sick Here in the greatest goddamn city in the world, people are just a touch on edge as well since terrorists seem to believe there is only Washington, D.C. and New York City in the United States. Hey guys, check a map sometimes. There's a whole country here. You could blow some shit up in like Atlanta or Los Angeles or fuck Chicago. Come on. Rumors fly back and forth about impending attacks in Subway or gunmen in Times Square during rush hour. And, you know, whenever I hear these, I always smile and spend a few minutes detailing exactly why a weekend strike is far more likely to to succeed because the soft target effect is much higher and the relative density of people increases during the weekend, making for an easier target with a higher body count. And after a few minutes of my pointing out exactly how and where a terrorist would strike, they ask me to leave their desk and immediately dial 911. Because, hashtag, if you see something, say something, right? The attacks last weekend in Beirut and Paris, the downing of the Russian airliner over Egypt, are all about fear and about fucking with people. It's about making you too timid to live your life. And boy, are they working. I mean, half this country still shits its pants every time a plane flies low overhead, even though they were nowhere near New York and D.C. when 9-11 happened, or even knew anyone who was. It, they could, it could happen here! No, no Elroy it won't you live in a trailer 50 miles from the nearest place anyone born not near you could find on the map terrorists are not attacking east dog fart wyoming they're not even attacking casper which is a much friendlier place to visit in the second largest city well city to use the word lightly in wyoming population 55,316 or roughly one new york city rush hour subway car Americans have no fucking idea what living with terrorism is actually like. And that ignorance breeds the worst kind of fear. The one of clowns.
1: Ah! Kiss me, fat boy!
0: (laughs) No, sorry, the one of the unknown. That's the worst kind of fear. Although clowns are fucking scary. The rest of the world has lived with terrorism as an unfortunate part of their lives for decades. The communist cells, the Middle Eastern terrorists, regional separatists and religious factions, (coughs) Irish Republican army, (laughs) have all bombed, shot, kidnapped, hijacked their way across the continent and the world. Here in the States, we've managed to largely avoid this kind of violence with a few exceptions, which are rare enough for us to forget that actually were terrorism. You know, like the Weatherman bombings or the Oklahoma City bombing. Besides, those can't be terrorism since the perpetrators were white men. And we we all know that white guys don't commit acts of terror, like shooting up a church full of black people or a school full of first graders. Only brown people who worship God. By the wrong name, do that. The fortunate rarity of terrorism has made us preternaturally afraid of the idea of terrorism. I work with someone who is terrified to ride the subway to work right now, and not for the reason one is normally terrified to ride in the subway, which is being jammed in a metal box with the entire population of Casper, Wyoming for three hours because some jackass fresh off the turnip truck from Casper, Wyoming pulled the emergency drake because they saw one of the mole people clinging to the outside window.
1: Mole people?
0: Oh, yes. They're real. But they mostly don't eat human flesh. Mostly. No, she's terrified because she fears terrorists will attack the subway. Could that happen? Sure. Will it probably happen someday? Yeah. But what are you going to do about it? You could move back to Casper. In fact, I, I do urge most of you to do exactly that. You're fucking up my city. But for those of you who refuse this simple solution, let me explain the reality of living in the world. Indeed, of living in New York City. There are so many ways you could be killed in New York City. You know, a couple of months after I moved here, I almost died after being crushed under a speeding fish truck. As I watched the truck go up on two wheels, taking a corner way too fast, what I suspected were my last thoughts were, great, I finally moved to New York, and I'm about to die underneath a load of frozen cod. There's an Alanis Morissette, a lyric, you just don't hear. I didn't die, but I could have, and Alanis didn't write that into the new version of her song. But do I go around worried about fish trucks? No, I don't. I do keep an eye out for them. Terrorism is the same thing, like a fish truck, except there are far fewer terrorists than there are fish trucks. And I don't blanket hate all fish truck drivers. I know that 99% of all fish truck drivers are just hardworking, decent people doing their best to get by in the world just like me. I don't advocate we round up all fish truck drivers or boot them out of the country or selectively, selectively cull drivers who only deliver fresh fish versus those who deliver frozen. I don't create a spooky mythology about all fish truck drivers only being here to find a way to topple their load of Piscean death upon my red-blooded American way of life. I accept that someday a fish truck driver might topple over on me, but I have to go through life acting as though they won't. Otherwise, I will never be able to cross the street and Chinatown, and damn it, I just really don't want to be offered sunglasses or fake Rolexes. I just want to get a fucking dumpling, okay? So why are we doing the same thing to refugees? Is it because they're Muslim? There are a billion Muslims in the world, and a few thousand of them are actively trying to conquer the world and install a 7th century theocracy, which is basically as laughable as a giant drill boring into the center of the planet unless we pay the ransom of $1 billion. Sure, there are a lot of things about the Islamic faith that are backwards thinking, oppressive to women, blindly xenophobic, but you can say the same thing about Catholicism, particularly and especially Mormonism, and whatever the fuck it is that Mike Huckabee believes. And I don't think that we should be locking up Catholics or Mormons And I don't think we should lock up Mike Huckabee, although I do think we should keep an eye on him. Their only crime is a lack of critical thinking. If we hold Muslims accountable for the actions of a select few, then we get to fucking hold all American gun owners accountable for the actions of a select few. If you want to play the faulty logic home game, well, both of us can play the faulty logic home game. The reasons Muslims in Europe are so prone to radical versions of Islam... Hey, and unlike the president, I'm free to use that term since I don't need to build diplomatic relations with an oppressive Middle Eastern regime who finances radical groups, but I need to keep them happy in case the, and in power in case I need their oil fields later on. No, the reason that Muslims in Europe are so susceptible to this radical thinking is that they're segregated from society as a whole. French Muslims live in ghettos and are socially barred from being considered French. German Muslims live in ghettos and are socially barred from being considered German. They largely live the same kind of life that an African American did before the civil rights movements. Legally, a part of the country, but just sort of on paper. And this is what Republicans want to do here and Europe has this problem incorporating their immigrant populations into their society because they don't have a history of incorporating immigrant populations into their society. And all of you, Murphys, Swarches, Ciprianis and Dobrinskys out there, might think on that for just a second. But hey, let's take a really bad idea from Europe and bring it over and make a huge homegrown terror problem for ourselves. Make no mistake. The terrorists in Europe were citizens of the countries. They are now blowing up. And they were systematically blocked from assimilating into the culture. They were economically disenfranchised, socially ostracized, and politically disempowered. A small subset turned to radical Islam as an outlet for their frustrations and were cultivated by bad people to do horrible things. American Muslims in the United States do not feel left out of the culture. They experience discrimination and stupidity because, hey, they're brown and in America, but the laws and the overwhelming overwhelming social mores of our nation try to include them in the fabric we call America. If we do, as the rights feeble brain fart of an idea of excluding them, I guarantee you we soon will have a homegrown terrorism problem. You might remember the Sarnia brothers in Boston, Do you really want to create tens of thousands of those guys? And if you go with the orange fluffs, rectal cyst idea of closing mosques and registering Muslims, that is exactly what we will accomplish. Oh, hey, oh, yeah, okay, so we'll just kick them out like he's going to do with the Latinos, and maybe now we can sit along these annoying black people. We'll get them back to Africa since we're cleaning up the place. When Republicans say that they want to make America safe, what they mean is they want to make America white, Again, and if we have to slap some brown people into Guantanamo Bay, hey, it's all freedom eggs and liberty omelets, right? Every time a conservative launches into a tirade about refugees, immigrants, or radicals, if you hear the words, people I find scary in place of refugees, immigrants, or radicals, you would be correct. Conservatism is a culture of fear, and fear breeds hate, and hate breeds more terror in an endless loop. I would rather run the minuscule risk of dying in a terrorist attack than to see the Constitution torn up and used to wipe Trump's ass so he can appeal to some fucking cretinous dimwits in a Republican primary state. Because, hey, I understand that the only way America can be overthrown is if we do it ourselves. Trust me, right now, Trump, Carson, and Cruz are on the verge of doing just that. Look, Accepting new people into your society is hard. I understand. It's like when Joe first arrived at Eastland. You know, she was so different than Blair, Tootie, and Cindy. And everyone thought she might be a little dangerous. And they knew she didn't belong. But by the end of the episode, Mrs. Garrett taught them how they were the same. And instead of seeing how different they were, they saw how much they were alike. And though it took time, Joe learned that she could be part of the Eastland family while still being Joe. America, learn from Mrs. Garrett. Learn to love Joe. Let Joe learn to love herself as part of your Eastland family.
1: It takes a lot to get a right when you're.
0: That is it for our show this week. We'd like to thank the band State as always, for their music in the opening credits. You can find their work on gemendo.com. You can find this show on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever better podcasts are sold. Once you are there, you must subscribe, rate, and review. It's a moral obligation. Find us on Twitter at Hell underscore podcast. The show title is on Facebook, and all of our shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For myself, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other fictional monkeys at their typewriters, we remind you that Donald Trump's modern man builds a castle in the air. His deck is stacked, but his house of cards only goes as high as the market will bear. It won't take much to see his ship of dreams come crashing to the ground. Just wait for the wheel of fate to turn and the wind of sanity to blow it all down. We'll see you all next week.
1: WAIT FOR- Searching for away. Meltzer Kings. Podcasts.